Here we are. Uh, Kerry Kelly's come in and uh, she refuses to work now without tea. So she refused to speak even until the tea was brought in by a flunky who spends his day actually caring for her, making tea. And she slurps her way through the next 30 minutes when giving out medical advice. Uh, Greystone's GP and a writer for the Sunday Independent television superstar and the Right Hooks medical expert on on our health checkup on Monday, send text to 53106 for 30 cents. Uh, I, I, you've read all these questions in advance, haven't you, most of them? Uh, most of them I certainly yeah, have, yeah. I've done the same thing and I can't find any that I can help, so I'm thinking <laughs> of leaving you to your tea and you can answer away. What about Brian who got a bad ear infection and then he got clarithromycin, is that right? Pain's sure. gone, but one side of my face is near paralysed. I think that he, Brian, should go back and see his GP. It's totally not normal for your face to be paralysed after an ear infection. And clarithromycin, which is the antibiotic he was on, shouldn't have had any impact on this either. Sometimes, George, after an ear infection, you get an abscess. And if his face is swollen and there's pressure from an abscess, so if there's a big swelling on the side of his face, that could put pressure on one of his facial nerves. I would suggest this poor bloke needs to go and and have another little checkup because this is not a normal uh, side effect of an ear infection. And I would be slightly concerned that he may need something done. Yeah, yeah, sounds it all right. Now, this is one... uh, Somebody's dad is in the 70s, suddenly blood in the urine. Doc says that there's a leak which is causing this. Where does the leak come from? Where does the blood get into? Well, because the le- usually blood in your urine, like you have an immediate panic attack. Well, the leak clearly is, I mean, he obviously is shedding red blood cells or you wouldn't see it. Um, it isn't always to do with the prostate, so that that isn't fully reassuring. I mean, I'm glad the man's prostate has been cleared and that's fine. But very often when somebody has blood in the urine, it's coming from, it could be coming from anywhere in the urinary tract. It could be coming from a kidney, could be coming from the bladder itself. Um, this gentleman needs a cystogram. He needs to have a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. closing my yeah. eyes here because I think yeah. this is not something I want. You 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 program. don't you don't necessarily want this. He, he, this is where to put a bicycle pump up it, your listeners. This is not a bicycle pump. It is a very fine piece of of, of tiny medical equipment. He needs to have a camera inside. He needs to have a look oh, at the inside. No, no George, no, he does. No. Though you have do to you get it under a local. Listen, you cannot be putting off our listeners. I'm not putting them off. But do you get a local for this? It depends. The fellow did to me. Definitely used a bicycle. Pump. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> used a bicycle. You're pump. such a drama queen. It depends. What we need to do is we need to have a camera put inside. We need to look at the inside of the penis, the bladder, the tubes up to oh, the kidneys and all of that. My but isn't it important? Isn't that why you and I are no, here no, this I evening? No, no, I don't. Tis, 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 tis. We're but here to help the people. Couldn't you just tell him, go to the doctor and he do a test on you without well, going you see, into I'm slightly concerned. I'm, I'm slightly concerned because... Uh, because he's been saying, oh, the prostate and all is clear, it's grand. But but he needs to have a checkup. He needs to have this thoroughly checked up and make sure that everything is all right. And for anybody who's listening, who, who blood is always kind of a red flag symptom. Correct. It shouldn't be coming from anywhere. The number of pals of mine, this is absolute true now, the number of pals of mine who didn't do anything about prostate until there was actually blood. Do you know what I mean? I do, I do. And, and like, it, it's a real... Red flag, if I can use that. No, phrase. but it, well, that's, that's the that's flag we I mean. use ourselves. Yeah. And it is. And, and prostate is one of those those okay. things that, that actually is relatively indolent. So if we find it, you're on a good, you're on, you're right. on, you know, you're on a good okay. thing, really. I used to go over to my grandmother and she would give me Guinness Stout, 
with sugar in it and she would then put the red hot poker into it and mull it, right? And I'd happily sit there with her, keeping her company uh, while she, she I drank the stout. You did? What, what age were you? For a second I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the red hot poker and I was slightly <laughs> concerned. But that's okay, it's just heating the stout. Yeah, um, I was about oh, 10 I suppose. Oh, okay, okay. Right? So I'm milling the stout anyway. And she would have stuff called DEET, D-E-E-T, okay. on her moustache. Okay. And she'd put white, this white DEET on her moustache because she was very moustachioed. And now, what did the DEET do? Takes away the hair. Okay. It's a because we have okay. a query from, which I think is very difficult. The man's daughter is 20 only and she has a problem with facial hair and she can't crack it. <coughs> Surely now in 2015, you don't need DEET. You can use something else, lasers or something. Well, you're exactly right. Um, dark hair lasers quite well. Um, it's unfortunate if you're if you're blonde and have a blonde moustache that you want lasered. That doesn't work that well because the laser doesn't pick up and it's so good. <coughs> Excuse me, George. That's the T. Um, that's the T, exactly. Um, but dark hair lasers quite well. There's also electrolysis, which is where a little current is put into the hair follicles and that can cause them to sort of die and wither. Um, and then people do use... What's called Veet now, but well, maybe it was Veet. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't Deet. I mean, you got to remember this is no, fair enough. And I don't ago. know what it was called in your granny's <laughs> day. Maybe it was Deet back then. Deet actually is a mos- is a very strong Probably mosquito mas- repellent. Yeah. Right. But Veet is sort of a, a, a depilatory cream where it goes on and it dissolves yeah. the hair. For, for the best effect, I would suggest probably laser is the way to go okay. nowadays. But it's not cheap and it's obviously not available in the public health system. And it's is cosmetic. it always on your moustache or do you have it like Well, somewhere? actually, people have other bits of them laser too. They do their moustaches. But some people are, are very um, particular about having no hair anywhere. So they, they do it to their, their uh, no, but like armpits. No, facial and their hair. Facial hair. Like, do you get it on your like cheeks where a man will get it? No, no. Most women, if they're going to have facial hair, would have it across their upper lip or down the sides of kind of sideburny areas there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, on the edges, kind of below their ears, they would kind of have That's a bit of hair. Difficult. And if you are very dark haired, for some women, you know, that, that is quite difficult and, and they feel self-conscious. So, so, yeah, there's loads of help available for this. There's no reason why anyone nowadays would have to put up with it. Crohn's disease, what's that? Crohn's disease is an inflammatory disease of the gut. So it affects your large bowel, your small bowel and and, and sometimes higher up too. But it causes colitis, it causes inflammatory changes. So people with Crohn's disease, um, they can get a lot of pain, they can have bleeding, they can have abscess formation, they can have scarring. It's not a very nice disease. It's an autoimmune condition, George, that causes a lot of gut upset for people. And are we getting anywhere with it, which was the listener's question? Any magic pills on the way? No magic pills as such, but certainly better than it used to be in that the the kind of the treatments, the the disease modifying treatments nowadays that we use for autoimmune conditions are a little better than they used to be. Um, And also we have a range of steroid based options for people. So people often would have a thing called a steroid enema and stuff like that, George, which they would um, have foam enemas. I can't even speak. Foam enemas inserted right. kind of rectally and they do that kind of stuff and that and that helps too. Some people actually end up with a bit of surgery and, and that can be upsetting for people but sometimes to be honest it's better than having to put up with the disease itself. All right. Uh, was, it, it, was it possibly Veet your grandmother used? The listener says it was. It was Veet. I was close though. Is Michael Graham not part of Monday's Right Hook Show? No. We we, we do one right winger per day. So Kerry Kelly is this is <laughs> Monday's right <laughs> winger. And we move Michael Graham to Fridays. So you'll find Michael on Friday. Um, 
Now, there's a long question here, and given that you give long answers, this may be the end of the show. Um, this lady had a baby nine weeks ago by C-section. Mm-hmm. It's her third, presumably her third C-section. She hadn't a period yet after nine weeks. Normal Is that normal? Should she go dark? Then she had pregnancy diabetes, so she did a, a high-fat, low-carb diet. Now she has a huge belly. Um, are you recommending a diet for that? Uh, that might kickstart her metabolism. She feels it stopped, she says. And finally, I've got two big, big spots on my upper thighs, basically on the backside of that thigh, if you know what I mean. They're so sore to sit on. Is this hormones, thanks in advance. Okay. You have a lot to do Th- there. There's a lot to do there. First of all, the fact that she hasn't had a period after her pregnancy so far is not necessarily abnormal, particularly if she's breastfeeding. That's the real thing. That does that stop period? Yes, it does. So oh. a lot of women who would breastfeed, they might not get a period for seven months, ten months after oh, really? having a baby. Yeah. Is this why breastfeeding was used as a kind of a contraceptive yes, in the old just, days? Just we really they have to put a codicil in there. It's not a very good contraception. You are less fertile when you're breastfeeding. Your body doesn't really want to get pregnant again, but it's certainly not impossible. Yeah, but when you were reduced... Don't rely on it. No, no, but when you were reduced to the rhythm method, which, like, was Russian roulette of birth control in Ireland... No method at all, really. Yeah. uh, I'm sure a lot of Irish people would would have... thought the breastfeeding thing was a great idea. Well, it, it certainly reduces fertility and a lot of women don't have periods when they're breastfeeding. But equally, some women don't have a period for, you know, it could be between four and 12 weeks after having a, a pregnancy okay. normally. So don't it, worry it, about it. it. So that might be fine. But there's a couple of other things there. I'm not sure why this lady post-pregnancy, her, her belly is getting bigger, not smaller. Because that, she went down a high-fat, low-carb diet because she had pregnancy mm, diabetes. Yeah. Badly I, advised? I'm, I'm still not sure on, on that one. And I think if she has no period and an expanding abdomen, she might need to go and get a check because it's not impossible that what she actually has is a bit of an infection or something like that. So I think we don't, we see, we, we, you have to bear with us listeners. George, even though he is quite the expert and me kind of coming up a, a poor second here, we, 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 we only go on what we know from what we, the little text or whatever. But so we're not don't sure. don't you, after you have a baby, don't women always talk about like getting their body back? Yes, don't they, they do. They, they, they hope to, yeah. Yeah, because you've had, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. had this, it, it, 8, 10, 12 pounds, which has stretched everything. It's obviously difficult to get it all back in place again. Of course it is. And because as well, with with the C-section, the abdominal muscles have been cut and stuff like that, it is quite tricky. The thing though, the other thing that I would say about her is is these two sores on the backs of her thighs. I think that's probably linked to her diabetes. If she had um, pregnancy-related diabetes, her blood sugars would have been higher than normal, which makes you prone to things like uh, minor skin infections and boils and carbuncles and all that kind of stuff. Your, Your blood sugar doesn't settle immediately immediately after the pregnancy I'd say hers may still be a problem those sores in the back of her legs probably need an antibiotic because ulcers yeah, are very they, often diabetes related all of that yeah so she probably actually needs an antibiotic for those sores in the back right. of her leg I would suggest going to see the GP and just mentioning the fact that her abdomen is growing not shrinking and that there's been no period she may need a course of antibiotics I got a fan- you know the way my right leg because of that I'm the, all too familiar with your right leg more off, familiar right? than I ever hoped Yeah, the skin's all fallen off. I got a beautiful letter during the week. There are nurses, sadly in short supply, who are experts on this. What are they called again? I left the I left the letter on my desk. What do you call those nurses? 
Public health nurses? No, you're not listening to me. They they look after skin uh, uh, Vascular nurses, dressings nurses, yeah, nurses, right. nurses. Anyway, there are very few of them, but I'm going to go down to meet this lady in Waterford. But I got other great advice. The, the, the recuperative effects of honey are very misunderstood by doctors like you. Yeah, I'm rubbish. And put honey on the dressing and then put it on the thing, like particularly manuka honey, uh, makes uh, great improvement. Are you telling me you've been smearing yourself with honey again? Yeah. Okay. And I'm even sweeter than I was before. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, somebody wants me to shut up. I've barely spoken for crying out loud. How can you shut up? Uh, I wanted to. What is augmentation of forms of a prescribing all the time for anything? What's that? Say that again, George. Augmentation. I thought that was for increase. No, is it augmenting? No, he says augmentation. Augmenting is a is. A I think he's probably talking about um, augmenting. Yeah, augmenting is a very commonly used antibiotic. Yeah. Which is a broad spectrum antibiotic that we use for chest infections, upper respiratory tract infections, urinary tract infections, and stuff. Is it prescribed for everything? No, it's not. But sometimes patients perceive it to be because it is used quite widely. All right. What about the fellow who fell, Jen and Kilkenny? Oh, it's a Jen. It's a female. Uh, fell, bang on the elbow. There's a large bruise, no pain. Uh, in the except in the pointy part of the elbow, where the pain is excruciating in that little bit. This happened ten days ago. Could it be a chip off the bone? I've no problems with mobility. It certainly could. Your your olecranon, exactly. Your olecranon, which is the pointy bit of your elbow. Yeah. You know, if I'm 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 now showing you my elbow here, George. But that pointy bit that sticks out, it takes the brunt of things because it's quite a it's quite yeah. a prominence, a bony prominence. And if you do chip it, if you have anybody who has an injury that's still exquisitely tender after ten days, I would suggest that they probably need an X-ray because it may well yeah. be a fracture. It's not uncommon at all to fracture your olecranon. But you don't need, listeners, you don't need to ring an ambulance at midnight uh, and rush off to the hospital. As, no, as no, you don't. Dr. Kelly invariably recommends. Um, I'm glad there are actually people who listen to this programme that know that I do not recommend that. What about the, what about the person who's diagnosed with type 2 diabetes? Very cold left foot and toes. I'm on meds for the diabetes, depression, osteoarthritis. What about that? What about the cold foot and the diabetes? Because you can get an amputation after diabetes. Okay, we won't leap to the poor man being amputated just yet, but you are quite right. People have a difficulty with circulation to their peripheries, okay, which would include your your, your feet um, when they have diabetes, type 2 diabetes. So one of the things that all diabetics should have is annual foot checks to check the capillary refill yeah. and, and the pulses to the feet and all that and make sure that the feet are in good nick because as you mentioned earlier George they're very prone to ulcers and stuff like that and it's quite hard to get them to heal and they become infected so foot care is incredibly important for okay. diabetes because you don't want people in ill-fitted shoes or banging their feet off things if it is a case that there is very poor blood supply, there are things that can be done. The first thing that would be done is you'd be lashed straight onto aspirin. But then there are also things that vascular surgeons can do to help blood supply and all that kind of stuff. But this definitely needs to be followed because up. Don't, let this, don't yeah. let this linger. No, an absolute not. Uh, now, finally, there happily, I mean, there are people out there who do know rudimentary medicine, I'm delighted to say. And the nurses were talking about our tissue viability nurses. And there's... Aha. Yeah, and there's a shortage of them, but it's a great one down in Waterford and I'm going to see her so she can look at my shin. Uh, 
Where where do you stand on farting? Tom and Carlo has a problem. Uh, I don't I don't really don't have a position on it. Should he avoid food? Should he, come on, give him a bit of advice. Farting is very embarrassing. What I would say to, to poor Tom is, well, first of all, farting is a natural thing, George, and people fart all the time and we get terribly uptight about bodily functions and I really don't know why because everyone does the same yeah. things. That's the first thing. But yes, you're absolutely right in terms of diet. So, Tom needs to pay attention to his diet because it's quite likely that there are certain foods that causes him to fart more than others. Um, things like Do you cap- want me to give you a couple? Farts or <laughs> what are we I'm not going to going to lean right back here. I'm not going to fart. A couple of foods. Yeah, cabbage, beans. I'll top that with with fruit and fibre. You know my famous fruit and fibre diet, my Catholic diet. I do. I've lost weight. I fart like crazy. Yeah. But I find if you clench your buttocks, you can hold it long enough to get to a private place. (laughs) And then fart like crazy again. But it's fruit and fibre. It's unbelievable. What are you laughing at? I'm you not just laughing. said two minutes ago, you said it was natural bodily function and we should be okay with it. I merely <laughs> mention it and then you go, it No, it was, more, it was more the, the image you just conjured up in my mind, George. Um, but yes, you're, you're right. And if you prefer to, to fart in a private place, that's absolutely fine. Kean got the camera up the Willie test. Oh. It's not bad at all. Good. And I was, I'm with Keen on that. It's not bad at all. And nobody should be put off by your scaremongering. Yeah, right. George, you know nothing about medicine. So whoever suggested I did. Uh, we did the farts. Oh, yeah. Look, I really please help me with this because we do it last week as well. Reason County Clare is still banging away, if that's the phrase, in an attempt to get the first child. The ovulation test every second day. Sadly, she has an irregular cycle. Every test shows low fertility. I'm using the digital four-day clear blue test. I'm 36. We've been trying for six months. Do I need... uh, yeah, she Go does. Doctor. She does, yeah. I uh, can solve this in a second. Keep it clean, whatever you say. No, I can't. Go on, go and see a doctor. Yeah. You have to see it. Are there, in the way that their tissue viability nurses, are there how to have a baby doctor? Oh, there absolutely are. But but most GPs do huge amounts of women's do health. They? Yeah, they do. And they will know exactly what to do. This lady needs, because she's 36 as well, I'm not going to say that time is not on our side because we, we have patients having, having babies in their no, 40s but, time and is not our side. but we Didn't don't want to hang it, around sure. too long and she's been doing this for six months without any uh, positive signs of anything and in fact she keeps getting told she has low fertility she needs a set of bloods done she needs to see if she's actually ovulating and we can do that by doing bloods on day three of her cycle and then depending on how long right. her cycle is about a week before her next right. period is due we can see if the hormones have changed we can, we can test for right. ovulation that way she can have other tests done she can have uh, pelvic ultrasounds and all that sort of stuff right. she also her partner needs to have semen analysis that's important too because you never know what's going wrong why they're not sure. getting pregnant and all that needs to happen because if there is a problem we need to kind of know about that now so steps can be taken. Do you want a quick answer or not? I'm nearly afraid, but go on. It is absolutely true that if you sign up to adopt, the the, the, the woman immediately gets pregnant. George, we, that's not the there right... Is, there that's is, not the right thing to say. That's all I'm going to no, say. No, but it, it is true that as soon as... People it's amazing the coincidence. shouldn't put themselves no, no, forward no, for adoption unless no, they actually want but, to adopt. No, 
But of course they want to adopt if they want a child. So you would you think I can't have a child? So you go to adopt, and there is masses of evidence. For co- I mean, it's coincidence, but there is masses of evidence to say that when people do that, they suddenly get pregnant. You're, for some you're, you're actually bizarrely kind of correct. But Thank here, you, here's the thing. Though. You see, well, why do you attack me? Because when I'm bizarrely no, no, correct. But here's the thing: people shouldn't go for adoption unless they're they would be happy to adopt as well as having their own child because yes. adoption is a very difficult thing and, and, well, and adopted us. children deserve you know no, loads no, of, no, uh, uh, of no. support but in their, in their new agree, homes. But you I'm bizarrely correct. Bizarrely. Yes. Now have you any cure for an irritating pain in the backside? If so, administer it to, to your host <laughs> says Elizabeth. I was actually waiting for the punchline <laughs> and biting my own tongue. Sneezing is a very interesting thing. It is. Because it can, like, this this explosion takes place. Now, are you worried about this guy who gets dizzy when he sneezes? No, probably not, because as you say, the the, the kind of the, the pressure changes that occur in, in your cranium and in your thorax and all that occur with sneezing um, may well, if he has blood pressure issues, if his blood pressure, for example, was a bit low or whatever, may make him a little bit dizzy. It's for, Simple things that can happen in the body that are physiological, George, are not pathological, which means that they're a normal process of the body, not, not a disease process. If I'm listening to somebody's chest with my stethoscope and I say, take a few deep breaths and there they, they breathe in and they breathe out and they breathe in and they breathe out, they often say, oh, God, I'm getting a bit lightheaded. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just if I make someone deep breathe for a period of time, they'll get lightheaded. The same thing with recurrent sneezing. But if you do have recurrent sneezing, All right, listen. you probably need an antihistamine. All right, we have to be out of here. I but, but I got one from Trish in Cork and I do want to help her. Her anxiety is she's lost her job two years ago now and she's freaking out. I've no contact with family. The worst thing is the endless loneliness, the constant chatter in her mind. What are you going to do? Trish should email the show again and send a longer email to me if she would. Um, She's also gone on to say that the treatment she's getting at at the moment is just lots of lexitan, which is a benzodiazepine. That is not the correct treatment for anxiety. She needs to be doing CBT, which is cognitive behavioural therapy. She needs to be doing anxiety management. She probably needs a counselling. She may need medication, but it's not that medication. All right. And she needs help. All right. Trish. Send it to George at Newstalk.com and I'll make sure uh, Kira gets it and Kira and I will work on it because uh, when when like Kira, when I heard about uh, these diets of Benzos. Benzos, I just freaked. All right. Uh, peppermint capsules for farting are excellent. I'm not sure whether that increases or decreases, but they're <laughs> excellent peppermint <laughs> capsules. And the lovely Ingrid did a masters in peppermint, so I'll go home and ask her tonight.